everybody, welcome back to another Hanging with the Fabians. I am CD. This is my bride, Melody. She is the Melody to my CD. Yes, I am. <laughs> anyway, um, so today, honey, we are going to be talking about the single life mm-hmm. and how to make decisions regarding our relationships as singles. So singles are dating. They are seeking to make wise decisions with their lives, with uh, their encounters with other people as they're going out on dates and things of that nature. And we were there. We once, I mean, our story (laughs) is a little interesting. I don't think we did like a lot of dating, uh, like the pool, but we, there were certain things that we asked ourselves and that we um, sought to employ to help us make wise decisions as we were dating one another. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, we're going to be looking at, what, six different things that helped us? Yeah, so I think that, you know, sometimes it's just helpful to, to have questions ready in your mind before you make a decision when it comes to relationships. Right. Um, and these six things, I think, are helpful that before you make a choice, before you make a decision, ask these things. So let's get into it. All right. So what is our first question? So the first question is, are you heeding the conviction of the Holy Spirit? So we got to break that down. Okay, let's yeah. break that all the way down. Jesus said, I'm going to leave and I'm going to leave you an advocate. I'm going to leave you a helper. And he left the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit He's the one that convicts us. He's the one that brings that feeling of like, ah, oh, man, I shouldn't do this or I should do that. And so really starting to uh, develop your relationship with the Lord and heeding the Holy Spirit is so important. I like the word conviction. I think many of us can relate to uh, that sense in our hearts when we're about to make a decision and we feel a little bit of a halt. We're yeah. not sure. And some of that might just be because it's uh, new and we're uncomfortable. But that could still be a convicting sign that maybe we need to gather some more uh, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Or we might need to step out with courage. But that that sentiment, we don't want to ignore. Right. right. Paul says that if we know the right thing to do, but and we don't, don't do it. Do it or if we're not listening to that conviction, then it is sin for us. Yeah. Right. So um, the other thing that Jesus says about the Holy Spirit is that he will remind us. He, he was talking to the disciples, all the things that he had taught them. And for us who were not taught by the bodily Jesus, we have the scriptures. Yeah. And the more we have the scriptures within us, the more the Holy Spirit can remind us that part. of what God has said. You have a way of saying that I think yeah. is really cool. The Holy Spirit is going to bring to remembrance what you are in, in his word. So either you're going to have a kiddie pool that the Holy Spirit is grabbing from, or you're going to have an ocean that the Holy Spirit is grabbing from. Yeah. And so really making sure that we're in the word, reading God's word, studying God's word yeah. um, is really important. So I'm, I'm reminded of a time where um, as I was learning the word, I was reading through scriptures and I came across Ephesians 5.3. And Ephesians 5.3 said, but among you, 
let there not be even a hint of sexual immorality named among you, as mm -hmm. well as crude jesting, crude joking, things of this nature. So um, I, I pondered and I meditated on that scripture. And mm -hmm. then sometime in the future, I had a friend, a, a female friend, who wanted to come over to the house. And none of my roommates were home. Mm. And I didn't want to be found alone with a member of the opposite sex uh, because I did not want there to be even a hint yeah. of sexual immorality. So that was a conviction that rose into my heart. And I, and I invited that person instead to just meet me at the mall. instead. And so we went to the mall. And now some people might go, man, that, like, that's, a, that's a bit much. But for me, as I was just listening to the conviction of the, Holy, of the Spirit. Holy Spirit, being reminded of a verse that I had previously read, I decided to act on it. Hmm. And maybe not even with that particular person, but just not keeping a sense of standard and obedience to that, to that, to the Spirit's leading. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember feeling like that, even with the issue of modesty. And I know that's a, like a touchy subject with people but i remember going to the mall and grabbing clothes and guys like uh-uh like i could feel it mm -hmm. you know like you're not wearing that or i'll feel the conviction like man i'm gonna wear an undershirt like i don't want to be showing my cleavage you know mm. like these are things that i felt conviction that's, my cleavage. That, that's your cleavage that's, that's yours right and so <laughs> i i felt conviction about those things while i would see other people do it and i'm like well they're a christian like but you got to follow the Holy Spirit and you have to obey what he's convicting you about. Right. So I think that first one is, are you heeding the conviction of the Holy Spirit? That's good. That's good. Um, here's another verse that I think would be helpful about, like, foundationally what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. So in First uh, Corinthians six, verses nine through 11, this one is another one I read and he brings back to memory a lot. It says, uh, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. And then he lists a lot of different things that are happening. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols, commit adultery, male prostitutes, or practice homosexuality, thieves, greedy people, drunkards, abusive, cheat people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but you were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Another version, this is the NLT, will say that you were sanctified, you were cleansed, you were justified calling by the name of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of God. So one of the things that the Holy Spirit does for us is that he leads us through a process of sanctification mm -hmm. and that is initially by yielding to the convictions that as he reminds us of scripture of these things and that's a process of sanctification for us yeah and you know th this is a growing process sometimes the holy spirit will convict you about something you're on point and then you fall or you fall into something you know you shouldn't do. You ask for forgiveness. You call it what it is. You ask God to forgive you, and then you keep going. That's good, because in this scripture I just read, it says once we were like this, but now we're like that. It doesn't mean that we won't have Struggle. moments of failure, right? but we are already justified. Yeah. And what's interesting is I learned this about it, the Greek, that the tense there is 
a kind of a beginning point and a continual through a end point. So that end point is glory in Jesus Christ at the point of death. The beginning point was when we gave our lives initially to God. And the process there within is sanctification, which is ongoing. And so for some of you, if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't even go to church. You know, like Christ died for you. He resurrected from the dead so that you can have a relationship with a holy God so that he can cleanse you. Right. So that he can make you new. And that means he has justified you. Has he, he's, You've been made right. That's good. And he did it. It was something that God did for us to prepare us for him. Right. So um, I like that you paused there and made that point because we're not we're not walking in sanctification so that we can be good. Right. <laughs> or so that we can be acceptable. We are we've already been made acceptable because of what Christ has done. The Holy Spirit is continuing that process in us so that while we're living and breathing, we continue to look more and more like Christ through us. Mm. Now, going back to our sense of relationships, right? When we want to make decisions within a dating relationship, it's the same foundation. Yes, good. You're already good. You're already made right. Not by your own goodness. Because of Christ. But because of what Christ has done on the cross. And we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit whose work within us is to continue this process of making us fully into. So now I'm referencing like Ephesians 4, where we're becoming more mature to the head, Jesus Christ. This is happening even in our relationships. Mm -hmm. So we want to make decisions yielding to the Holy Spirit as one who is being made into Christ as we're pursuing made that. into made, Christ. Made into Christ's image. Okay. Perfect image. Amen. Okay. So the first question we asked was, are we yielding to what the Holy Spirit's conviction is sharing with us? Like, are we, are are we, we obeying yielding that? and he heeding? Heeding. Okay. Yeah. So what's the next question? Um, is it biblical? Yes. So some would say, you know, why wouldn't you say that is it biblical not first? My seven-year commitment was... My seven-year commitment was not biblical in the sense of the Bible said be single for seven years. You see what there's I'm saying? There's not a verse for that? No, there's no verse you for didn't, that. You didn't read that in <laughs> Jacob? No. Uh, uh, page 75, <laughs> verse 2? So, you know, I get Even a Even though Jacob did wait We have to years. be careful with that because some people are like, mm, that's not in the Bible. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit, you know, didn't tell you to do that. And it's like. Mm, yes, he did. If you have a relationship with the Lord, he will tell you to do things yeah. that are not per se a verse. Right. Okay. But you're following the promptings and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. However, it will be based on biblical truth. Yes. And so there is actually biblical truth waiting as the Holy Spirit leads. Yeah. Right. So there's Abraham waited for 25 years for a promise that God gave him. Jacob waited seven years for Rachel. Uh, that was circumstantial. That may not have necessarily been prophetic or promissory. Um, but there, the concept of waiting, right, idea of like uh, wait and see that the Lord is good. 
that that it's is all a, throughout that's the all word. throughout scripture yeah, yeah and so what's also good is as you study through the scriptures and you get the heart of god right the spirit of god will communicate the heart of god specifically for you yeah but it'll be based scripturally yes okay and we're going to get into some other things that will return back to that but how do you then test what is biblical so for instance you have a relationship and you're like well we're engaged so we could have sex that's not biblical. So that's not. <laughs> that's not. But biblical. we're gonna have. But we're getting married. We're only months away. But that's not biblical. Oh my gosh. I remember counseling a young lady, and she's like, "Yeah, my man's in town. Oh my goodness, we're just months away from our wedding day." And um, I'm like, "Oh, where's he staying?" And she's like, "Uh, my apartment." And I was like, "Oh, where's he sleeping?" And she's like, "Uh." my bed and i was like Girl. E- even the hesitations let you know that the holy spirit is convicting her yes i said you got this man in your bed she's like well we ain't doing nothing i'm like do you, you understand? just straight lie through your teeth she said they're your not teeth. doing anything she said we ain't doing nothing i said but but his body's doing something okay we're gonna keep it 100 up in here i'm like he is next to you in the bed, there's something happening, okay? And she's like, well, yeah, I kind of can feel the, 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 the sexual tension, but we're not doing anything. I'm like, you are playing with fire, and that is biblical. The Bible says do not play with fire because that's like putting fire on your lap, and you're trying not to get burned. You are going to get burned. And so she's like, I go, you're so close. You're so close to your wedding day, girl. If you guys are waiting and you're trying to do this, for the Lord, right? She's like, yes. I was like, tell him you need to go sleep in Pedro's house, your friend Pedro. I was like, you got to get him out your house. And she's like, this is so good, Melody. Thank you. Thank you. Because the devil was trying. Would you say that she knew scripture enough to know that this was in biblical? <sighs> hmm. I think she knew. Yeah. But it was like you get comfortable we're not going to do it. And you start to trust yourself. Okay. And that's the problem. Mm. People used to tell us, why don't y'all, why, why you got these rules that you're not going to be alone in the I house? Remember we both said we no. Had, we said no. I don't trust myself. There was a time when uh, you and I, we were watching a movie downstairs. Yeah, my mom was upstairs. Uh-huh, in the basement. And we were feeling real cutesy, you know, getting comfortable, right? She, Leaning This on is each when other. we decided that we're going to keep a pillow, pillow between us. I mean, not for this case. We're just podcasting <laughs> right now. In fact, we can get rid of this thing. I no, I'm going to keep it because I put my elbow on it. But we, we used to literally put a pillow. Yes. So she called from upstairs. And she said, hey, guys, going to the grocery store. I'll be right back. And we're like, man, we got one hour left We said, who movie. else is in the house? Yeah, she's like, nobody's home, but you guys are grown. And we, we got, I, I got up. Yes, you did. I sure did. I was like. Because she was going to try to kiss me right here again. I, I was like, we got to. We got to go. I tell and he's <laughs> like, yeah, we got to go. But I, I low-key was annoyed. I was so annoyed because I felt like my friends, they, they, you know, sleep, you know, whatever. You just start making excuses and you start lowering your standards to other people. But other people are not God. Mm. And other people are not the Holy Spirit. And other people are not your standard. Preach, girl. God is your standard. Holy Spirit is your standard. The Word is your standard. And 
being real with your temptations are your standard. You see? And so we knew. You you felt it, too. You were like, yeah, we got to go. I got up. I, I like, got up. Let's like, go. Nah, let's go to Starbucks. And, oh, it was so annoying. But, you know, I remember we were in the car. <laughs> and, and when we were in the car, we started talking about how inconvenient it was. And we came obedience. to that statement. We said that obedience is, is inconvenient. Because we live in a fallen world. Yes. Yes. And if we want to be swimming upstream Come on. when everybody's going downstream on a white water raft, Hello. then it's going to be quite inconvenient. inconvenient. Which leads us to the next question. Okay. So we said, are you heeding the conviction of the Holy Spirit? Hmm. Is it biblical? The next one is, is it wise? Um, wait, is real quick. I just want to be. I just want to give a verse. So I believe it's First um, Timothy three sixteen that says that the scriptures were God breathed yes. and uh, and good for second the edification. Timothy three sixteen. Second Timothy three sixteen. Uh, you got it there. Yeah. Oh, every cool. scripture is inspired by God and right. useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Come on. That the person dedicated to God may be capable and equipped for every good work. And I think what's powerful about this scripture is we often use it toward preachers in that context that is useful in training up, yeah. you know, and for teaching. But this is for anyone who devotes themselves to God. Every Christian should view the scriptures as their playbook for life, not ministers and preachers only who want to disseminate it to Come anybody. On. Yeah. D living our devotions in being in the word of God, getting it into who your very being is. Listen, we were doing that before. I mean, well, praise the Lord. God's hand has been on your life since you were very young. You were already ministering by the time I met you. Yeah. But as I was studying the scriptures, I had no responsibility. Mm -hmm. I had no calling of that, well, I had calling, but I, I had not been walking out any kind of ministry yet. Ministry yet. yet. I was mm -hmm. just studying the word. And um, anyway, I just wanted to give that verse. Amen. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Mm. And, you know, the Bible says in James 1, 5, if you lack wisdom, ask, ask for, for it. it. You and have not because you ask not. So is it wise for your boyfriend or your girlfriend to be sleeping at the crib in your bed? No. No. Man. It's not wise. <laughs> you got that ugly no. I just, like, I got pain in my no heart from people that were like, I don't know how we just started having sex because you was in the bed and like i don't under, like what made you think that you weren't gonna do something there is something um deep here because when we're talking about christians we're talking about people who are born again who have the spirit of god and it grieves them hmm. to 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 disobey him yeah 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 come on and i i find what you're saying i can hear like kind of a snicker and a sneer in my ear about people who are making such a big deal about something like this. Hmm. To put yourselves in compromising situations where you're not walking in wisdom, it hurts. The way that it's hurting you right now, we're not just talking about being holier than thou and, and, and saying that we have this perfect track record. 
we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit because we love him, mm-hmm. right? Now, the wisdom behind that, because I don't want to make it just about consequences, but when, when we make a bad decision with our boyfriend and our girlfriend and then we feel bad about it, there are also consequences like, man, you get pregnant. And if you get pregnant, now we do all this extra work to try to hide it or to rush up the, the wedding mm-hmm, or to mm-hmm. choose to get married yeah. or to have all these questions that wouldn't come. And, and now if you're still in school, you're stressed out. If you're on the job, you're stressed out. If you have parents who are walking in the Lord, you're stressed out. If people, everybody, everybody knows that you're a Christian and, and then they're going to find out that you got somebody pregnant or you're pregnant and you're stressed out. Or maybe, if you know, let's just be real. You start talking about people who start showing symptoms of maybe a venereal disease, sexual transmitted infection, and all these kind of things stress you out. So I started from the soul, and then I'm going outward to, like, the body and circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it, And talking about with, and then, you know, talk about this, honey, the witness, because it talks about the days are evil, right? Yeah. What, is, what, what, what does this say? Because in dating relationships, we have to keep in mind, you're a witness for God. Yeah, and you know, and that, and that could be just a whole nother podcast, but we've got to go back to a bigger picture. The bigger picture is that God created marriage. God created relationships. He created us to be in relationship. He created us to be, um, you know, marriage is a picture of Christ and the church. And so the enemy is going to attack marriage even before it starts. Even before it starts. Mm. It's thundering the Lord outside. is just. I don't know if you could hear it. Amen. It, it just went boom. Outside. <laughs> so the, the Lord, Lord said amen. You know, I saw lightning <laughs> on the side and I was like, ooh. And then I heard it. We have our friends with us as we record and they're like, wow, I just heard it. So listen, like the enemy hates marriage. The enemy hates it and so he will attack it before it's even started so that when you're starting your relationship you're already yeah. starting with baggage and mm. we all come with baggage mm. but we don't need to be bringing truckloads like beep 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 hold on i got another truck beep beep your, your whistle sounded better <laughs> <laughs> you see what i'm saying that it's just not so is it wise so uh, you know you were like I'm not going to kiss you to our wedding day. That was your conviction for wisdom. We wouldn't be alone. Okay, fine. Well, that was first conviction by obedience. The Holy Spirit by told obedience. me, Yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, to not, <laughs> that's a funny story. I won't go into it. To not kiss another girl until I get married. But the, the steps I had to take to avoid getting kissed, right? I remember I was taking a girl home. After a late night study at the Martin Luther King Jr. And building. you were single. Let's just clarify. I was single. I was <laughs> studying late. I didn't know Melody yet. That's right. I would cuss somebody. <laughs> okay. Angela Johnson. <laughs> Reyes. So, um, and uh, she was, you know, we're on campus. I'm not going to let this girl walk home late at 11 o'clock or, you know, midnight, whatever. And, uh, and I had a car and there was a group of us. So I took her home and I walked her to the door. And uh, and and then, you know, well, so I I might have been seeing things, but it it felt like it looked like she kind of like left the door a little open to kind of be. She didn't close the door. 
properly, fully. It entered into my mind. What if I like put my foot up in the door and said, come here, girl. So the Bible does not say skip. <laughs> doesn't the Bible say doesn't say walk slowly. <laughs> run. But Please. there's a reason why he says run. Because it it's says strong. run. It was strong. And so Real. what's that? That's Second Timothy. That's First Corinthians six. Flee, flee temptation. So I li- I li- I ran. Good. And I did that with you too. Remember looking at various cards. And he was like holding me, and we're looking at these cards. <laughs> and then he was like kind of getting close. I'm like, and he's like. Girl, and then he runs. He just ran. I'm I like, ran out the, the Walgreens. I he ran was into like, the car. Man, I was like, I was like, to do something. I had thoughts <laughs> cross my mind, but wisdom. I mean, you know, is any? I think I'm gonna get made fun of after this, but I don't know. I just I didn't want to entertain those kind of thoughts in my head. We weren't married yet. I didn't want you to accidentally kiss me again right here. I and then me just slip my mouth <sighs> and uh, yes, disobey look at the, the Lord, Lord is saying Amen with the thunderstorms outside. Okay, next one. So we said, is it wise? Another one is, does it bring God glory? That's big. And can I, can, I, can I say it this way? I think we can manifest different ways that we can glorify God in our own view. And I don't want to externally, like, glorify God based upon my actions. Mm. It's uh, Jesus says in uh, John... 14, 12, that if you love me, you will keep my commandments or you will obey me. And glory, I believe, starts with honoring the love relationship that we have with God. Mm. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's our obedience has to come from I want to obey God because I love him. If it doesn't start from love, it's religion. It's rules. It's okay because I got to do this because the church told me. And it's okay to say, man, God, I want to fall in love with you more. I want to love you so much that I walk in obedience. Does that mean you're not going to struggle? Does that mean you're not going to be tempted? But it's a place of like, nah, I love God. There were times I would walk out of certain movies. I'd be like, oh, no, I can't watch this. You know, and I'd leave. And people like, oh, it don't take all that, you know? I'm, I'm having this thought, and I'm, I'm just going to poke at it a little bit. Because I'm thinking about those who are raised in the church or have, like, responsibilities in the church, might be ministers in the church. And when they hear the idea of, like, does it bring glory to God? Okay, that's good. Okay, I think that there can be a weight. Yeah, like, does brushing your teeth and bring glory to God? Well, no, I'm not yeah. really going in that direction. I'm thinking more like the weight of my actions as perceived by others and I want to bring glory to God by what I do but it becomes more of like a like a a, a works based relationship hmm. like a works based like I, I guess I'm heeding the vo- the verse in Matthew where it says many of you will come to my to come to me saying, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. I prophesied in your name. I preached the gospel in your name. I, I did all these things in your name. Um, and he'll say, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. The issue there is that they didn't know him. They were workers of iniquity. They, in their hearts, they, they didn't have that love for God as their motivation. They were just doing things hmm. to be seen as glorious to God. Okay. To be seen okay. as reflective, as as good. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think I just have a soft spot for those who are maybe feeling that way because I'm like, 
I don't I don't want anybody to do what tell them. I guess I don't want anybody to feel the pressure to do something for God in his name for glory's sake alone. We should do that. Even if you don't necessarily feel it. I'm not talking about not doing it because you don't feel it. No, still do it. I just want to turn your attention to pursuing that greater depth of love for God. Mm. Spending that time with him, hearing him, mm. pursuing him, singing to him, knowing him, loving him. Because I, I don't want it to become works-based. But you do have the other people who then would mock and, and sneer at, does brushing my teeth glorify God? <laughs> but it does say in his word, whether you eat, whatever you eat or drink, do it onto the glory of God. So it's like, it's kind of like, man, just my lifestyle. Is my life bringing God glory? Is it bringing him honor? So I think that's a good question to ask. Okay. Yeah. The last one um, is what does godly counsel say? Oh, uh, that's a good one. I like this one a lot. I think in our culture, and I think United States of America, we Americans and Western civilization, we're like really big on individuality. Our individual rights, our individual privileges, our individual goals, and we don't see ourselves as part of a whole much. I don't think we see ourselves as, as um, as community much anymore. And even in the church, I find that we find ourselves seeking to be successful and to do things like a lot of that ethic gets into the church by one's own means. And we, we rise and we fall mm. kind of alone. And, and again, going back to love for God, conviction and so forth and so on, if we fall, we're tempted to keep it secret because fear, shame, guilt, and we don't already have a culture of community. When it yeah. comes to relationships, if if we keep it secret, come on, then you know no one can really hold us accountable, but no one can also give us wisdom. Yep. No one can help us overcome difficult issues. If if things are teetering on towards abuse, yeah, who's gonna know? Yeah, it's good. Uh, if things are teetering towards you know uh, temptation and and r falling, who, who's going to know? Right. If there's hard questions like, should we move here or should we move there? You know, um, who's going to know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. So um, I, I don't want to make too many personal references, but I just. Hmm. So I, I, I made a lot of bad decisions growing up uh, in college. So let me, let me split it like this. When I was alone and as an island to myself, I didn't tell my parents how, my, how I was doing with my grades. I didn't tell my, 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 my brothers, my fraternity brothers. I didn't, I didn't share my struggles. And I have a lot of other bad reasons why I was doing all that, but, yeah. but I had no wisdom. Mm. And so eventually I dropped out. I started school in 1996. I didn't finish till 2012. That's a bad deal. <laughs> That's another story. But uh, I think I'm highlighting this angle at looking at it like I was isolated. Yeah. My youth pastor who I was serving up under in the youth ministry, my mm -hmm. pastor, big ups to Pastor Whalen. And then um, I spoke to my boss at work because she was a believer. 
Um, and then I called my dad. And, uh, and I spoke to the three of them, and I sought to get counsel. Then I met your father, mm -hmm. and I submitted to his counsel, and I spoke to your pastor, Pastor Toledo, mm -hmm. at, the time, at yep. Chicago Tabernacle at the time, mm -hmm. and I submitted to his counsel. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like part of our testimony, as fun and awesome as it is, and if you haven't checked out our testimony, check that out. It's pretty mm -hmm. fun and cool. I think that part of the reason why it developed as it did. Now, we didn't know it was going to hit the news and all that stuff, yeah. but the story in and of itself, I think it's because I submitted it to godly counsel, weighed their counsel, and made decisions. It's still my decision. Right. But I sought the counsel. Yeah. And usually when, when God is confirming something, he's going to confirm it around the community around you. But if a lot of people are giving you red flags and you're not heeding those red flags, that's a problem. It's like if they say, I don't know about this guy. I don't know about this girl. You might want to go, okay, wait, why? From people you respect. I'm not talking about just some random lady at church. I'm talking about, and be careful with them random lady at church. They got a word for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if this from the law. You're like, girl, I don't even know you, right? Like, be careful with that. Definitely test the word, test prophecies, test it, but get that counsel and say, okay, why do you feel this is a red flag? What do you see? Our red flag, well, I wouldn't say red, but it was yellow, right, was CD should move out here. I didn't like that counsel. I'm like, why, we gotta, why does he got to move out here for us to start dating? That don't make sense to me. Then when he moved out here and we started dating, I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Because we were so different. He would, from Tennessee, he would drive, Arizona, they would just drive slow. That was an argument. That deal, I'm like, in why Chicago. Why are you so slow? Why you want to get me locked up already? And he's like, gracious. why are you always in a hurry? I was like, we're from Chicago. We, we got places to go. Listen, you know? in Chicago, every other block is a stop sign. So <laughs> why are we rushing to this? Let's go, it, let's go, it, let's go. Let's it, we going to get there at the same time no matter what. <laughs> There's just this hustle and bustle yes. feel like I want to feel like I'm getting somewhere. But you're going to get there at the exact same time anyway. I remember driving. And this dude was, every time we got to a red light, we were going to the same place. I didn't know, but every time we were, and I would just be showing up. Look, it's like tortoise in the hair, totally. And I showed up the same time he did, maybe like 30 seconds later. I was like, hey, man, how you doing? So, so those yeah. were like little things like that. Another like big one was, you know, he wanted to deal with conflict right away. And I needed to take time. So we were at a party, and he's like, hey, I want to talk to you. And I'm like. Not here. We ain't dealing with conflict here. And so those were things that we would not have known on the phone. That's true. You see what I'm saying? That was a bad. I'm sorry I did that. Yeah, we learned, honey. We learned. Yeah. We both grew in so many ways. Right. So all that to say, I, I, I feel like I skipped one, so let me review this real quick. Are you heeding the conviction of the Holy Spirit? Is it biblical? Does it bring God glory? Is it wise? What do... What does the uh, godly counsel say? And lastly, sorry, does this draw me closer to God? Yeah, and I think we've been saying that throughout, right? Yeah. I think we themed it that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Yeah. And you'll keep my. And I think what's powerful about that verse is he's not talking just about the Ten Commandments. 
there's an illusion there because that's right before he starts talking about, I will not leave you as orphans. I'll give you another helper just like me, the Holy Spirit. Mm. So the idea there is that the Ten Commandments and all of the, 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 the Torah or the, the Word of God is our instruction. But it comes to life by the Holy Spirit. It comes to life by God himself. Amen. And as we're walking with God, and we love him, yeah. we will keep his commandments, not just what was written, but what's also being spoken to us. So yeah. I think that's just thematically w where we go. So relationships then, am I submitting my relationship to God? This really puts us in check. Like, man, am I doing this because I want to? Yep. Or am I doing this because I really feel like God is leading this? And here, let's, let, let's say this. Because he has a purpose yes. for our for our relationship. Yes. I don't think we think a lot about the purpose be, be beyond our, our just wanting to get together. Yeah. There is a purpose for marriage and you won't walk in it fully unless you're submitted to the to the to the spirit of God, to the word of God. And that is done most effectively and easily if you are seeking to pursue greater affections for him and love for him. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, um, man, yeah. Thanks again for hanging with the Fabians. Um, good conversation. Yeah. Love good. to hear your ideas and questions. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to raise up a lot of, mm -hmm. uh, we're totally against, um, like legalism or anything like that. I share some of my testimonies and all that. I'm not trying to say you got to do it like me, but there are some themes that might resonate. So hit them our way. We'll do a part two, um, maybe answer some questions or whatever. But yeah, so uh, babe, how can people stay in touch with us? Yeah, so if you enjoyed this podcast, please like it, share it, turn on your notifications, follow us. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. And um, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, all those things, make sure that you are following us, liking us, sharing it, and please partner with us. We want to continue to do this work. We have an amazing team, camera people behind the scenes that we love that are working with Yo. us. And um, we want to continue this work. So you can go to cdmelody.com. Press uh, the give button, donate, and you can give towards our ministry. It's going to take you to Fire International, who we are under, and it'll you'll get a text right off right there if you give. Um, you also could do simply Cash App. We have all our information on our YouTube channel and in the details uh, in the description box underneath Apple, YouTube, all the places you can listen to us. So, um, again, thank you for listening to Hanging with the Fabians podcast. Until next time, we love Peace. you. Peace. Bye. We love you. Deuce, deuces. Hanging with the Fabians is produced by Renald Abel with the support of Judith George. Editing by Will Foncham and Renald Abel. And video recording and audio production by Renald Abel. Video intro by Darrell Jones and music by Michael Carbone. If you'd like to support our host, CD and Melody Fabian of Hanging with the Fabians, you can visit cdandmelody.com. See the links in the show notes. This is Melody Fabian. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you and peace.